It is likely frigid and freezing wherever you are listening, and baseball's hot stove has kind of followed suit and frozen up. <laughs> Let's turn that stove back on with some hot trades from the NL East that are guaranteed to at least form a Pop-Tart up or something. You are Locked On Guardians. Your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I've got my heating blanket. It's been negative temperatures for the last two days up here in Milwaukee. I hope you are all keeping warm and safe wherever you are. And want to start out by saying a quick thank you to uh, FanDuel, who are our title sponsors today. Today's episode is about to FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Uh, over there is Justin. I am Jeff. I have some lukewarm trades. Um, there will be no weird um, Pop-Tart sacrifices in this show. Uh, that is Best bowl of the year. Pop-Tart. Best bowl of the year. <clears throat> Certainly better than the but, college football uh, playoff. <laughs> yeah, these trades, they're not going to... Uh, they're not going to heat you up like tomato soup. They're uh, they're not going to get your blood boiling. They're not going to be like a nice sweater wrapped around you. It's it's generally going to be a, a toast to pastry kind of trade. This is not a, a division that was easy to make trades with. But we're continuing with our series. Let's make a deal. We're knocking out the rest of the NL and let's uh, let's do this root canal of a of a trade option here. So you want me to go first, Jeff? Sure. Okay. This is the last DHL I put together was the Braves one. This is the hardest one. Yeah. All right. Let's start with the Braves because I feel like this is a team that needs almost nothing at this point. And this is the hardest one for me to put together personally. Uh, my view is the Braves probably could use another starter. I don't know. I'm not a big believer in Bryce Elder. Uh, maybe they are. Maybe they're Ronaldo not. Ronaldo Lopez but, conversion. Uh, yeah, there is that option. But if they want to leave him the bullpen, maybe they'd be interested in Shane Bieber. Here's the other problem with the Braves. Um, they have traded every bit of their farm system to the Oakland Athletics that was good part of their farm system that really hasn't panned out. Like the Braves have not had great prospects because the guys they've traded haven't panned out, but they're all in Oakland because Oakland didn't want good prospects. Like the, the prospects that are good, the Braves have kept, the ones that are not good, they've traded. So it's been very weird. So I feel like their system's just not good anymore, but I'll, uh, I'll go and throw my trade out there. So here's my offer. I only have one. Uh, the Braves, I said, could use another starting pitcher. So let's see if they have interest in Shane Bieber at this point. It's not going to be real good. But the Guardians did draft uh, Spencer Schwellenbach back in 2018, the 34th round. So clearly they liked him. That would probably be the centerpiece for Shane Bieber. And in return, I'm I'm torn between Jesse Franklin, the outfielder, and Jace Grady, who's a guy I love in the draft for two years now. Both pretty underwhelming. Franklin's got some power upside, but it's kind of stalled a little. And uh, Jace Grady's probably no better than uh, Tommy Hawk, the guy that Guardians drafted this past year from from uh, Wake Forest. But uh, I liked him in college quite a bit, and uh, he fits what they do. That's as good as I can come up with the Braves. Uh, a pitcher who's the centerpiece of a deal and an outfielder, that's kind of a lottery ticket. I would definitely say go Jace Grady. Uh just because Jesse Franklin has looked horrible um, his good time athlete, there. Though. He is, um, but I would definitely say you want to go with, with Jace Grady in this situation. 
Are you doing um, the stream or no? I don't think no. Um, from a for who? from a Guardians perspective, because Schwellenbach's probably more of a reliever, so you're just getting a fourth outfielder and a reliever, and I think that's, I think honestly, that might be a what market is right now. I know, but I think at the end of the day, it's like getting He's ten starts in a trade, and then or writing him out, and as long as he doesn't get hurt, getting the comp A pick. Like I think those it's are more valuable. valuable. So I, I yes, that's why, and I, I think that's you. why Cleveland again. That's why is Cleveland not made a, a Bieber deal? Because I think you're right. I think you're presenting fair value. I just think it's not enough to yeah. get them to move. All right, I I tend to agree with you. I don't like my own trade because this. The Braves are hard to trade with. So what do you got, Jeff? Uh, so the Braves have done so many weird deals. So my idea, when you look at them, the other thing they kind of need is they're relying on like Forrest Wall and David Fletcher, who are cast offs as kind of backup infielders. They could use more infield depth. Orlando Arcia started out really good and then kind of evened out and they don't have great depth up the middle. So when I looked at that Matt Carpenter deal, all they got was Raymond Kerr. That's not a ton to... You know, that right now they're willing to spend money to then flip guys to facilitate trade. So I wondered if Tyler Freeman and maybe one more prospect, a lower one, would be enough to get them to take straw. And then they would flip straw to someone else, as they've done with, um, you know. So it's a salary dump. <clears throat> it's a salary dump, like they did with Seattle, like they did with the Angels, like they did with I mean, San Diego. I think they just had to cut Carpenter. But they've been doing this, right? They've been taking salary. It's said. To cut Matt Carpenter, they couldn't even get him a new home. They um, they took Raymond Kerr, and that's not a huge piece. Um, Freeman, you know, two three years ago wasn't for me, but for some was a top prospect of this organization. Uh, yeah, you know, I think th- there's a world where they can route Straw to someone. Teams need center field depth. There are teams out there that would absolutely take Miles Straw for nearly free. Like, okay, yeah, you send us ten million or something, and we'll pay you know, a minimal amount. And I think they could find a home for him to reroute him. Yeah, I would probably, I would do that. Cleveland doesn't really need Tyler Freeman. I mean, he's a good, he's a decent hitter and just have so many infielders. Yeah. If you can use someone to dump Miles straw, considering the, the financial strain they've put themselves under or whatever you want to call it, you know, with the self-imposed salary restrictions and the TV deals, if you could find a way to free up some money and get rid of straw and reinvest that, I would do it. Yeah, absolutely. I know you're not going to get back much in return, but um, the salary relief is good. And I know it's a different regime in Atlanta now, but not the first time Cleveland has made a salary dump trade with the Braves in the last several years. You know, the the Braves did help them <clears throat> come off of uh, the Nick Swisher and Michael contracts. Yeah. Which for is Chris more Johnson, of the Josh Bell type of deal. Do the, uh, the Braves really have a bad – they don't have a bad contract to give back. Like, because that was oh. Chris Williams – or Chris Williams. Chris Johnson was the one that got back. The yeah. guy who got bit by a spider and yeah. didn't get any better. They haven't – Weirdly enough. They, it, but in their trades this offseason, they're not doing bad contracts. They're literally taking these guys that they can then pay someone else to take them so that it doesn't count off. against their, their luxury and tax. They're buying, and they're buying, buying – Yeah, they're buying players. They're using what they have to buy. So th- that's, that's my depth. idea here. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with you there. All right, let's get to the Marlins really quick. I'll do my Marlins one. Maybe you can do yours. Mine's quick. So yeah. after the break, all right. Why don't you go first, the Marlins then? Because I have I have two interesting ones. Yeah, I so I don't love what the Marlins have in place there because these Not are two great. teams that have pitching and need bats. So it's hard. But 
George Valera is really buried. When they went out and added Floriel, it's like, okay, Valera's not getting any time this year. So Valera for their comp B pick and Ryan Weathers. That way it's an even 40-man flip each way. Marlins don't need pitching depth. Ryan Weathers, I really liked him in his draft year. I thought that that was a good pick. San Diego has just been terrible at developing. He's starting to get a little pricey because he's been you know, in the big leagues for a while. But I think he's a guy Cleveland can try. Gives them some pitching depth, which they need. And Valera, you know, is just about two, basically a year removed from being a top outfield prospect. That Marlins team needs hitting. You know, you're getting a, a guy who is a borderline top 100 prospect, even after all of his issues, for a depth arm and your comp B pick, which is going to be, you know, the 60s. So that's, I, I think that to me, it feels fairish, but maybe I'm asking for too much. I, I think you're on to something here. We have enough time to squeeze my Marlins trade. I think you're on to something. I, I'm I'm very big on on getting the comp B pick. I'm very big on um, trying to get pitching depth from them because the Marlins. That's what I think they really have. The Marlins do need a shortstop right now. Their starting shortstop is John Birdie. John Birdie, I think, is an Ohio native, and I went to Bowling Green, so he's a nice yeah. story. And they've got some guys in the minors too. They do. It's nothing. I don't think it's anything. Xavier Edwards was not bad. <clears throat> Yeah, and they have Jacob Amai, who they got from the, the Dodgers, from Miguel Rojas, but he's probably more of a defensive guy. So I think I think they'd be interested in some immediate shortstop help. So here's what I've got. I, I would do your trade, by the way. I would I would make that deal. Um, I got two trades here. So my first trade was straight up just Jose Tana for Ryan Weathers, a 40-man for a 40-man flip. Ryan Weathers isn't really doing much for the Marlins this year. Jose Tana doesn't have a future at Cleveland. So this is just a, a depth flip for a depth flip. Uh, the Marlins get a shortstop and infielder they can maybe plug in. I don't know if he's any better than Bruhan or Edward. He's definitely not better than Edwards. Um, but, you know, they're not going to do much with Ryan Weathers. So I think that's an easy flip for the most part. My other trade was a little bit bigger. Um, I didn't I send Valera, yeah, yeah, but I – You would do the first one? Okay. Yeah, the other one it was, for me was – this was a little more interesting – was Gabriel Arias to the Marlins for the comp B pick. I think he's worth the comp B pick. And a little more. I'm also asking for Sixto Sanchez, mostly as a lottery ticket. The guy hasn't pitched. He's pitched one inning since 2020. Um, I don't think you're going to get much more for Gabriel Arias in the comp B pick, but I would ask for Sixto Sanchez and, you know, just hope that uh, the guy is healthy and you get a steal. That's all you can really hope for with him. I mean, I, I would do that in a heartbeat um, because, again, the ceiling is there with Sixto. I like, are they, he looks so, he looked like a potential ace before his injury. So it's like, are they willing to sell that cheaply? But you have years. a point. He's not pitched in three years. So it's like, it, I, at first, that I, you know, anyone watching on YouTube, make sure to click like, subscribe, do all that fun stuff, would have seen my face. I was like, you know, kind of like, but then you're right. He hasn't pitched in so long. That's like, oh, maybe. And it's again, a yeah. team that needs power. And Gabby has that. Right, and he could play the shortstop or third base for them, and you know Cleveland gets that comp. B. I think Cleveland needs that comp B pick. I was just looking at the draft order today. I would look. This is the year Cleveland needs to get to trade for a, a comp pick to, to stack their money a little bit um, because they pick forty eight and they don't pick again until I think eighty six. So there's a nice gap there. But they could close up, add some more money, and uh, I think that would help them a lot in the uh, upcoming draft. All right, we've got Mets. We've got Phillies. This is a weird, bad division. We got Nationals, too. I didn't put my Nationals one, and I got to put my Nationals one in. I actually think I have a good Nationals one. So uh, we'll get back to the Mets here in just a second. So stick around on Lockdown Guardians. Before we get to the rest of our trades, why don't you make yourself a good deal 
and get yourself $150 in bonus bets with FanDuel. The NFL's regular season is over. The playoffs are wild. They're weird. It's going to be a fun divisional round next week. Get in on the action. If you are a new customer of FanDuel, put $5 down for a bet, and you're going to get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. That's any bet, win or lose, $150 you're going to get into your FanDuel account to spend, and you could do that for the NFL divisional playoff weekend coming up. It should be a lot of fun. And as you're no longer restricted by bets for this deal, there are so many things you can do uh, on the app. Same game parlays, bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, which is the best way to find all the popular parlays going on and more. I am personally partial to the player props. You can do that in parlays as well. Visit Vandal.com. Take advantage of this deal while you can. Slash Lockdown. Make your first bet easier than a field goal. Make it a layup. Vandal is an official partner of the NFL. And also want to talk about Ibotta. Look, the new year, a lot of people are going to make budgets for the new year, going to spend some money. Maybe you spent a lot of money on Christmas presents for your family and friends over the holidays, and you want to put a little cash back in your pocket. Ibotta is going to help you do that. Right now, Ibotta is offering Lockdown Guardians listeners and Lockdown Podcast listeners $5 just for trying the app. If you use the code LOCKDOWNMLB when you register. So go to the App Store or your Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back. And use code LOCKDOWNMLB, that is I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play Store or the App Store, and use code LOCKDOWNMLB. All right, Jeff, let's, uh, let's do the Mets. The Mets, the Mets, the Mets. I think the Mets are kind of a fun one. At least I have a, I have a couple trades that could work out here that I think are fun which I didn't think it was going to happen. So uh, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Sure. Uh, So this is another of me trying to cut salary. So the Mets have been relatively inactive, but we know they're going to be active next year. We know that Bieber is willing to consider an extension. So I have Bieber and Straw to the Mets for uh, Brett Batty because I like the overall data a little bit more there in terms of power, and he can play some outfield more than Mark Benitos, even though they need – the right-handed bat that is Benitos, and then Nick Moore, uh, Morbido, who I've liked for a while, who was a draft pick. Is it the best trade? No. Do I love it? No. But again, it helps you reset. Clears what, like thirty-two million off the books and a forty-man spot. Uh, it gets you a with Batty, a left-handed power-hitting third baseman slash outfielder, um, and with Morbido, a right-handed second baseman slash outfielder with good contact skills. So it's two interesting guys. Um, and Batty and Benitos are kind of like blocking each other. There's only so many at-bats. They've got four interesting outfielders now. They don't have as much time for the both those guys as like DHs either. Um, you know, I know uh, a lot of people really enjoyed when Batty hit that home run when he first debuted. It's a rather humorous video if you want to go check that out. Um, so I, I would recommend that. Uh, of his family's reaction, but uh, I think people really liked him. He's got some power potential, and hey, you know, I'm, and, and uh, Zips had him, I think, at a 101 or a 104 weighted runs created plus, which again, over 100 league average for this outfield, that's practically a Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah, it is. He might be one of the best outfielders of the last uh, 20 years by doing that. I don't really love Brett Batty that much, honestly. I guess it's a fine trade value wise. Um, my thing, though, is I don't think the, the Mets need Shane Beaver. Like, yeah, he's open to an extension, but 
I think they're looking for younger pitching. So he's not that I don't, old. I don't, unless no, but I mean, you know, he's an, he's an unknown commodity right now, and I think the Mets are kind of building for the next couple of years. Just I don't know if Severino. She, speaking of unbe- unknown commodities, well, yeah, but I mean, he's it's a it's a one year deal for them. Yeah, they're they're doing a lot of gambles, guess, seeing who can bounce back. I guess they could flip they could flip some of these guys the deadline if they yeah. do well. I don't know. That's something I can think of. So I don't necessarily know it's at a bad trade value wise. I just don't know. What the, I don't know what the Mets are really interested in in uh, Shane Bieber, and I, I'm also not a big fan of Brett, ba- Brett Beatty myself. So maybe that's a personal thing for me, but I'm kind of on the fence there. Um, yeah, the Mets I think need young pitching. They could use a DH. Like right now, DJ Stewart is the platoon DH for them. Like you said, they have Beatty and, and uh, Vientos, and the their farm. The, the Mets what was that? Yeah, all blocked. The Mets farm system is actually really a lot of fun. I I actually like the, how they built their farm system. So I went a little bit bigger. I swung I swung a little bit bigger on my trades. Um, they need young pitching. So my first pitch was Joey Cantillo for Drew Gilbert. I don't think that's going to be enough for Drew Gilbert, but yeah, I guess you really have to know. be high. Yeah, I think you have to be high on Cantillo, but I really want Drew Gilbert. I really wanted him in the draft last year. Um, the other trade was a little bit bigger. So I said the Mets needed a DH, and Josh Naylor would fit in New York. So this was the one where I swung a little bit bigger. I had Josh Naylor for Drew Gilbert and Blade Tidwell. That's probably a little more close in value. And just for funsies, I combined the deal where I had Cantillo and Naylor for Gilbert, Tidwell, Jet Williams and Noah McLean. I really like Noah McLean, his draft year as well. The big one might be too big. I'm thinking the nailer for Gilbert and Tidwell might work, and the first one's probably not enough for the Mets. McLean is a pitcher or a hitter? Whatever. doesn't matter. Figure it out. Because <laughs> I think he can't hit at all. Um, so that's why I was curious. Um, the other one makes some, I think, makes sense. I think that's probably the closest one, the solo one. I think when you expand, I just don't think Cantillo's value, value is as high as the guys that you're yeah, what are you so N- Naylor, um, Naylor for Gilbert and Tidwell. I'm not. A bit, I don't like Blake Tidwell. You know, I talked about the Brett Batty thing. I'm like anti Tidwell, but it's like if you can get Gilbert or Parada, then I, I don't know. I like to me, it's like I'm almost trying to get Jet Williams as the secondary piece or someone a little higher. Like I'm, I'm but I'm not a Tidwell guy. So that was I. I keep me away from Tennessee pitchers. <laughs> that's fair that's fair i considered landon marceau and marceau has not done great yes, so far yeah and then i th- i consider brandon sprout too but you mm-hmm. know brandon Spr- the mets really drafted him a couple times and cleveland had opportunities too and they just didn't so i don't know all right nationals let's get on this one real quick because this is uh, another goofy one uh your nationals one is a little more interesting than mine i feel like so Oh, maybe not. I don't know. It might be kind of even. So why don't you go first, the Nationals? So I got a weird one. So, like, there's a right-handed outfielder there. And, no, it's not Lane Thomas. By the way, Lane Thomas, Shane Bieber, it's the same problem that these organizations have. Like, unproven, lack of data, not a complete season. Stone Garrett got hurt last year. Stone Garrett has had tools for days for years. He's been called up twice, and he's been very productive each time. It's a small sample size, but if you put his heat map, like his savant data on top of like Christopher Morell's, they're very similar. Stone Garrett is, he murders baseballs. He's going to swing and miss. This team has added more guys with that profile with ED, you know, with, with Edison, with uh, Floreal. Take the chance here. I mean, he had good sprint speed. He's got strong arm. Like I said, it's, it's, it's all the stuff we talked about with guys like Morell, Floreal. So I would like to take a swing here on uh stone garrett because i think if he had been fully healthy he might have 
you know, really broken out because he finally got an opportunity. And again, he's a weird player to go look at because of how well he has performed in both opportunities and then not gotten more chances after that, this time due to injury. So in this case, I am going to see if they're willing to flip Garrett for Freeman. Freeman can play a few spots in that infield. They're kind of set at shortstop with Abrams and second base with um, Garcia. But Freeman can bounce all over. And why Freeman? I have so many infielders. And you know, Angel Martinez and Jose Tania aren't bringing you back much. Rocchio has slightly more value. I think Gabby Arias has slightly more value. Freeman's kind of the guy who's left, who has good value. Like The, the reason he's out here is because he actually has trade value. But there's also a million and a half shortstops, and you got to figure them out. Yeah, uh, I want to make a comment on the shortstop infield thing and the prospects. I think you touched on a little bit on two on Monday, but I want to get back to that in a in a minute too, if we have time today. Mm-hmm. If not, we can address it another day. But uh, my national trend, I feel like, is pretty fun. It could do some fun things for Cleveland. It could do some interesting things for Nationals fans as well, who might enjoy uh, moving on from a player they once loved but no longer love. And we'll touch on that on here in just a second. So Jace Medical is the sponsor. I should pull up so I can get the exact thing. But again, I'm just going to share my story. I get bad science infections when the weather changes. You all make fun of me for being Doc Holiday with my coughing every winter. Have I been coughing recently? No. Am I sounding better? Yes. And a big part of that was my Jace case from Jace Medical. I know if you're like me and you have a chronic condition, I know that I need an antibiotic to get better. Now I can go spend a few hundred bucks to see my doctor. Yay, high deductible insurance. Then pay for the, uh, the you know, the prescription, wait for it all, wait to get an appointment. Or I can just sit there and order through Jace, get that antibiotic that I know I need that is going to be what makes me better, what is going to make me healthy, is going to make me feel and better in all things in life. And that's what Jace provided. Sinus infection gone, cough gone. So go to jacemedical.com, use the code LOCKDOWN, and get $20 off your order today at Jace Medical. I do regret that that urgent care trip that I made that could have been solved with Jace case. So yeah. Did you ever get your free case? Like, that's the thing. I, I'll just be uh, like, I anything they're going to send me for free in this network, I jump on. I've done everything from Bluetooth chase no. cases to, to bird dogs to built bars. If it, they're going to give it to me free, I'll do it. So I didn't even think about it. I was just like, sure, I'll take a free case. But it was a lifesaver. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to jump on that here soon before the winter ends, because I'm sure something else will pop up. All right. So I think the Nationals could use DH help right now. Their DH is Jake Alou. And uh, I don't know if Cleveland has it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if Cleveland has a DH to trade him. And they need third base help. The Nationals signed Nick Senzel. I'm guessing they're hoping that he either rebounds or they can flip him if he does well. It's a smart, smart, right? They should take gambles on guys like him. That's exactly what they should be doing. Yeah. So if they don't want to go that route, I've got some infielders that might provide more fruit than Nick Senzel. Because let's be honest, by May, Nixon Zell might be hurt. No offense to him. Um, so my first trade here is Gabriel Arias and Khalil Watson because the Nationals love them some athletes. These guys, nobody takes chances on more athletes than the Washington Nationals. So Arias to play third base for them. Watson just for the upside. And Cleveland gets back Hunter Harvey, who is their best reliever. And you know they get a minor league piece back in Trey Lipscomb, who I really liked out of Tennessee the other year. 
couple years ago in the draft um, just to kind of balance things out. But Hunter Harvey, I think, is a good target for Cleveland to add to this bullpen. I don't know where they make room for him, but I liked Hunter Harvey coming into the offseason. Um, my other trade here is a little bit bigger. So I have Arias in this trade as well, but I also have really Miles Straw here. Arias. What's that? So do you really want your Arias is, is my Freeman. That, that's what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I just think that Arias has more value back. So if you're moving one of them, if you want to get something back, True. that's how you have to do it. I don't know. I think Arias has a little more value than Freeman. So, but I found a way that might be interesting for Cleveland to dump Miles Straw's contract by taking back Patrick Corbin, who I know is owed a lot of money, but he's a, <laughs> he's a free agent after this year. Okay. So you're paying down a little bit to get the money off your books, even though he makes a lot more money Isn't than Miles Straw. More? It's still it's still a lot more. Uh, Corbin's yeah. twenty million plus this year, right? Corbin makes a lot of money, but he makes thirty. Agent. He makes thirty five million this year. Yeah, so maybe you need some cash from the Nationals. I don't know, <laughs> but you're getting him off the books a little bit sooner than Miles Straw, so. 35.4 million. Yeah. You're getting him off the books a little bit sooner. And, you know, maybe, maybe Cleveland can do something with him. I don't know. He doesn't walk guys. So maybe Cleveland helps him rediscover some velocity. He stinks less. And you also get back Hunter Harvey in the deal uh, to help the bullpen out. So you give him Arias, you get some money back from the nationals. You give him Miles straw and you, you get the money off your books instead of sitting on Miles straws contract till, I don't even know one at this point. So it's a weird one. What do you think? I, I think you need them to send you about $20 million. Um, probably. Yeah, what is Strom making uh, this year? I, oh, it's not he's a making lot, like, but it's. No, and, but he's owed like 20 million stretched out as opposed to 35, but you probably just, I mean, that's so much up front. All right. So you, half I, the national send you like 15 million. I don't, Are they I don't think. to send that much money. Is that legal? <laughs> How much money can uh, you mean, send them to trade? Aren't 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 the Mets paying like all of Verlander's contract? Um, yeah, that's true. So I, I guess so. No. I don't know. I just feel like expecting Cleveland to add fifteen or more million in salary right now is just not going to happen. Like I don't even think they could do that in free agency. So I think that probably handcuffs that one. Um, this is a thought. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe the hundred. Clearly, Harvey I want Hunter one. Harvey. Isn't he? And isn't Harvey also expensive? I guess, like, how much can they invest in their bullpen? Isn't he, like, a 4 or $5 million too? Is he? He's he's a little bit older because he's a late bloomer. Um, oh, no, he's, he's still only at five seventy four. Is he not arbitrary? Yeah, he's not arbitrary. Yeah, he's not. He's uh, he's arbitrary. Oh. So he's arbitrary. Oh, arb this two. is saying $2 million. No, that's a signing bonus. That's what he got out of school. No, he got $2 million. It's It's right now, for 2024, he's getting $2.3 million. Okay. And he had a great year last year. He was really no, good. No, he's really good. I mean, I liked him as a first rounder. It just took. He's one of those guys that we talk about, like, development isn't linear. It took him a while, but he's turning into a so solid are you Are you thumbs up or thumbs down here? Just because thumbs down because of the money? I mean, first one, yes. The big one, I just I can't see it. Yeah. Anything we can do to move Miles Straw. All right, let's get to the uh, the elephant in the room here. The worst trade partner in this division. I think this is worse than the Braves, to be honest. Like, we could still find some pieces from the Braves with the Phillies. I don't see a match here at all. Like, I think the the Phillies could use Shane Bieber because right now their fifth starter is Christopher Sanchez. So, like, there's a match there that the Phillies could use Shane Bieber. 
But in terms of what Cleveland could get back from them and what the Phillies might be willing to give up, I don't see a match. Like, their system stinks. All of their better prospects that they would be willing to like, – that they, they have are untradeable. Like, you're not trading Mick Abel or Andrew Painter for Painter. Bieber. You're not trading Kaba because Cleveland is not going to want to wait that long for a guy who's a, a rookie baller. And, yeah, the system just is devoid of any prospects that make sense for Cleveland. But here's what I got. Shane Bieber to the Phillies for catcher Raphael Marchand. I've been trying to get him for a couple off seasons. Just provides some good catching depth. He fits what they do. And I'm just going to ask him for Justin Crawford because they don't have anything else. So Crawford at this point is not developing the way they wanted to. And I thought he was a risky pick to begin with. So maybe, you know, you take a gamble. And I'm going to ask for Griff McGarry, who can't throw a strike if his life depended on it. But I don't know. I, I got nothing else. Like, I'm just taking some dartboard I, throws. I think they say no. I think the Phillies Ooh. don't. I, I, think, yeah. I think the Phillies, yeah. I don't know if the Cleveland just, says yes to this. <laughs> uh, like, Griff it's McGarry, so I know he has his strike issues, but he's he's really well thought of there. Um, so I think Philly says no. That's the thing. He's probably a reliever. I mean, there's some people still think he can start. They're trying to work through him i just i know there's a lot of people internally who are very high five i've five got a, walk totals yeah no well, i know but i i think for me uh my trade is 99 because they've actually had some success recuperating arms like uh jeff hoffman and others for carlos de la cruz who if you don't know him is is a fascinating guy he uh went undrafted out of high school played at the same high school as manny ramirez in new york he is depending where you look listed at six eight or six nine has played decent center field, plays left, plays right, plays first base. Um, it's hard to judge anyone's home run production in Reading <laughs> because Reading plays in a high school field. I could hit a home run there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all, all of our listeners could. Not a pro pitcher. Just but last practice. year he hit 24 home runs in Reading in uh, uh, 129 games. All 24? Yeah. All 24. 24. Yeah, and then he... You know, he did have a 27% K rate. He had a 9% walk rate, which is a positive thing for him. He was Rule 5 eligible, and he went through the Rule 5 draft. No one claimed him. So you do this trade. You clear a roster spot. You maybe give yourself a little bit more flexibility with salary. And you get to see what this kid can do for a year who has experience in four positions, who is right-handed, who is an absolute monster. You know, Fangrass has his raw power in 80 why not? Like worst case scenario, you get nothing and, you know, and 99 figures it out. So that, that stings, but I'm willing to take a gamble on the six foot, six, six foot, eight inch right-handed hitter. This is for you, Bruce, uh, with, with 80 raw power. I, there's a lot of things to like, I, I love the fact that he was an undrafted high schooler who signed like right before the deadline. You know, he's an interesting player who's been developing every single year and then, Hey, pass through the rule five. So the fact that he struck out 31% of the time at 22 and in high, in high a, and then at double a this year, it was down to 27 and his walk rate went up. That's, that's impressive. Like that's hard to do. Yeah. So, he's developing. Yeah. yeah. He's developing. Yeah. The ballpark's not a great judge of, of that. I'd love to see the home road splits. I don't know if you had those or not, but um, I'm in. Yeah. Count me on. I love, I love a good challenge trade. I love a good gamble. Um, not really a challenge trade because you're trading a major league bat but or hit a pitcher but yeah it makes sense for cleveland to move on from from 99 and, and take a gamble on this kid so hey you found an interesting trade with the phillies which was not easy to do so that's uh 
a gold star for you today. You were curious about home road uh, splits real quickly. Yeah. 874 at home, 16 of the home runs, uh, 718 on the road, eight of the home runs. So 514 okay. slugging versus 392. I'm a little more skeptical now, but whatever. Again, like I said, I, you're getting to see him for free for a year. Yeah, I guess. All right. That's the end of this miserable experiment on this one. We still have to do the entire American League on Let's Make a Deal. So we still have to do the AL East, the AL West, and somehow figure out the AL Central, which I don't know if it's going to happen. And then I'm we have our position on all the Central. <laughs> it's going to be rough. And then we've got positional reviews, outfield, and relief pitching. Everyone's favorite uh, moments from 2023. We're going to wrap all these things up before the end of January. So we can start anew and start talking about prospects and looking ahead to 2024. So thank you all for making it through this episode today. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for joining us. Make sure you rate and review. I respond to every comment in some form or another. So leave your comments. Uh, I read something recently that just writing the word comment is helpful to a podcast because it goes in the algorithm. And if you can listen as soon as it's posted, that is also helpful. So just some things to keep in mind in the back of your head, ways you can help out the channel for absolutely free and we appreciate any of those things uh we appreciate all of our everydayers like uh, david out in england and alton uh thank you for joining us remember to rate and review download daily it helps subscribe like hit the bell all those fun stuff and go go guardians go